Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marks and Reese on a Tuesday. Johnny Marks, Ike Reese. Ike, how are you? Johnny Marks, how at your boy? Well, um... We were tuning in last night to watch what was being billed as the biggest Monday night football game in years. And um, got halfway through the first quarter. We saw what happened with DeMar Hamlin. Uh, as far as his condition, um, nothing has really changed since, I guess, late last night, early this morning. He's still in critical condition. He's still sedated. He's still alive, which is the biggest thing. I didn't know. Man, I, I didn't know how that was going to play out after they got him off the field. We went to the hospital. But um, I've been waiting to hear your reaction to what happened last night, Ike. As a former player, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, it's it's, uh, it's heartbreaking, and um, you know we use sports as a way to escape the harsh reality of what we deal with in our everyday lives, right? And so there are a lot of people that were looking forward to getting off work and and had just returned from the holidays, first day back at work for a lot of people. And like you said, as sports fans, as football fans, you're looking forward to that game last night, looking for a little relaxation, kick your feet up, and you're going to watch two of the game's best quarterbacks go at it in what should be a thrilling game. And midway through that first quarter, a little more than midway through that first quarter, uh, I think it was roughly the Bengals' second drive, um, it just changed everything for us as sports fans last night. And being a former player myself, I, anytime a player is injured, uh, Marks, I, I, you know, as former players, whether we do it subconsciously or we do it consciously, we almost immediately put ourselves in that player's position. That's what we do. I did it Sunday when Josh Sweat went down. And you're looking at him laying motionless out there on the field at Lincoln Financial Field. Uh, and we're praying and hoping that he would be okay and he, he would have movement in all of his extremities. And, and we got great news from that. And so we go on, right? That football game went on. And you almost forget about it, right? You wait on a later update to hear that Josh is going to be okay. He sends out a tweet. We go on about our life, John. But it doesn't mean that in that moment when Josh Sweat was laying on that field, whether I don't even know if he's married. I don't know what family members that could have been at the game, but imagine his family members being at the game in Lincoln Financial Field and seeing him lay out there as long as he was. And the game is stopped and everything else. You know, it's, it's not until that happens that you put yourself in that position and you start to have that empathy and compassion and the realization of, man, we really do put ourselves in harm's way every week out there on that field. These types of collisions that happen, they could all or easily end up in the way that DeMar Hamlin did last night. I've seen worse hits than that last night. I've seen guys lay motionless out there on the field and felt that there was something more severe happening than what initially I thought was going on with DeMar Hamlin last night. And it wasn't until Joe Buck said they're they're administering CPR to him. I said, whoa. 
So this isn't about a head injury. It's what I initially thought it was, was some sort of maybe concussion or what have you. He's not breathing. No, we're talking about he's not breathing and he needs to be revived. Yeah. Now we're talking life or death. It changed the whole outlook on the game last night. Being in that moment, it, it sends so many different shockwaves through your body as a former player. And, and I'm going to try to say this and move on from it because it, it hit me a little different also. That's my hometown, as everybody knows. I'm from Cincinnati. That hospital that those reporters are reporting from, live shots, Almost to a year, that's when my mother died last year. That very hospital. Man. I remember standing in that very parking garage talking to about 20 to 25 members of my family, giving them updates as my mother laid in a coma for three days on a respirator, breathing only through a machine. So I'm, I'm, that's all triggering me last night yeah. as I'm watching this and I'm hoping and praying this young man is okay. I'm hoping and praying this young man is okay. And so we still keep him and his family in our thoughts and our prayers, but as a former player, man, you get so many different emotions that go through you when you see someone in the brotherhood go down from an injury out there on the field. You just do, man. And both my sons played football. I had to tell my son last night. See, what you don't realize as a parent, all I want to do is see you walk off that field so I can hug you at the end of the game and say, great game, son, whether you won or lost the game. That's all I gave a damn about. So I can only imagine his parents rushing down to that field to get in that ambulance with him. His mom, family members. Like, those are all the things that, that ran through my mind last night as I'm sitting there watching this unfold. And I'm sitting there watching this unfold. It, it is that your own mortality comes into play and, and you realize how fortunate and blessed you are, and I'm saying me, as a former player, that I got to walk away from the game of football on my own accord. That my sons were never carried off the field was my number one concern, right? It, those are things that run through your mind. And you're like, this young man is laying in a hospital fighting for his life right now over a football game. Yeah. Man, it just, it just, it just, and you know, I was off this week. Yeah, you weren't supposed to be working today. I wasn't supposed to be working today. But I couldn't even sleep last night. Yeah. It's the first thing I thought of this morning. And I said, there's no way I can sit at home all day with, with, with these thoughts to myself all day. What am I going to do? I need the counseling. Yeah. I, I need the conversation. I need the community to talk through this. And that's why I wanted to be here today to be on the air. Like Just, just as we as football fans witnessed that last night, that was horrifying. Yeah, because you, you mentioned Josh Sweat. I think everybody was cautiously optimistic that he was okay as he mm-hmm. was leaving the field. The players were talking to him. Uh, he was There was movement, right? Like you, He was going to the hospital. They had to be cautious because that's what you do when you have a, mm-hmm. a neck injury like that. But you felt cautiously optimistic. The game resumed, and you kind of you were waiting for an update. 
But the game resumed. Yeah. Last night you didn't know if he was alive or not. Yep. You didn't know if he was alive or not. And and like I, I the thought that kept going through my mind was, did we just watch somebody die on the football field? Yep. And I'm I'm glad that he is still he's breathing. He is still sedated. Um, you know, there's a, the Bills actually did just release um a new update that said DeMar Hamlin spent last night in the intensive care unit and remains there today in critical condition at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. We are grateful and thankful for the outpouring of support we have received thus far. And that was it. Um, they're not going to resume the game this week, as was talked about, and I didn't think that they would. I don't know what how, the, how they're going to do this. I guess we're going to get information on that coming up in the, in, in the coming days here. But um, the good news is that he is still alive, and he was lucky because <laughs> 9 out of 10 people that suffer cardiac arrest uh, outside of a hospital, outside of a hospital, die, mm-hmm. right? Like, because you need you need to get get to immediately. You need your heart restarted immediately. Mm-hmm. He didn't have oxygen to his brain and his other organs for a number of minutes. Mm-hmm. And the biggest thing is, can you get to him fast enough to where you can get the breathing going again, to where the oxygen doesn't suffer from a lack of oxygen? Hopefully, they did. Same thing uh, happened to my father nine years ago this month. Where he had so he had sudden cardiac arrest. Luckily, right in front of my mother. My mother dialed nine one one, gave him CPR until the second alarmers at Willow Grove um, came, got the heart going again, mm-hmm. and took him to the hospital. And about thirty six hours later, when he wasn't sedated anymore, he woke up and he was fine. So hopefully, that's what's going to happen with Hamlin. Yeah, please. Ho- hopefully, yes. I mean, and and I'm I'm optimistic that it's going to because they did get to him quickly, and yeah. the medical personnel did such a good job and and getting out there and getting him going again. But it was. And 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 you know, now it's going back to Susie Culver and and well, Booger, Booger and, and Schefter, Schefter yeah. and Culver could barely talk. Yeah, I mean Booger was like you could tell how shaken he was, and Schefter was just trying to get you through it. And then mm-hmm. they had to throw it to Troy and and what I mean it was just it was tough. It was tough for everybody last night. Oh man, I, I felt bad for everyone involved uh, from a, from a telecast standpoint because they they're not equipped to be able to handle something like this. They're and, not breaking news people, that, right? Well, and you're you're in fear that the worst is going to happen. Then how do you handle that? Yeah, on people, live television, like being able to discuss that. Yeah, that he that he he's yeah. is he alive or is he not exactly, alive? And yes. like you don't want to speculate. It, it's it's it was well, tough for everybody last you night. You can't and, and you're you're speaking in generalities without really knowing what's going on. Without without you know you're trying to get the information as best you can, and and clearly for a moment there, people didn't know what was going to happen with the game and what they were going to do. I'm sure the NFL didn't know. No, I, this. Is something I've never seen at an NFL like game. This. So to say someone could would know exactly how to respond and how to handle it and what to do next and go to this and go to that step and everybody did the best they, they could. They, last they, night. they really yeah. did, man. They 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 really did. I know there are people upset about they thought the game was going to restart or what have you. I that's all ir- irrelevant, quite frankly. They didn't play the game, um, and they were. I, hopefully, they were never going to play that game, but. To that point, we have seen where gruesome injuries have happened. I hell, I go back to the Tua injury. Yeah, Tua, the, was, the Tua, Tua is injury, much more disturbing. The, the Tua injury looked worse than that, yeah. and they kept playing the football game afterwards. It wasn't until Joe Buck said that they're they're administering CPR, CPR to where you're right. like, you know, holy, like, like, hey, and then for a second, like, I stopped and I said. They're administering CPR. Like, what the hell happened? Right. And then, like, because the hit didn't look 
It didn't look like a vicious hit to me. And then my buddy, Dr. Rob, and I are texting back last night, and I heard some doctors on the air today mm-hmm. that, that, and we don't know exactly what happened, but it could have just been the perfect storm of a hit at a certain angle, at a certain spot, at a certain time where yeah. like, it just causes the heart to stop, mm. right? And so we don't know, and I'm sure we'll find out more, but the biggest thing is that is that the young man – um, <laughs> but he's not out of the woods yet. No, he's not. He's not. He's nowhere out of the woods yet. And those thoughts and prayers are still important to send and to have and to be respectful when discussing this because he's not out of the. He's not. He's not out of the woods yet. Right. We haven't gotten that type of update yet. Yep. No, he's and, still. And that's what we're waiting and hoping for. Yep. Uh, the NFL, as I said, they had mentioned that uh, that. That, and and now it kind of becomes obviously everybody is concerned about the health yeah. uh, of of Demar Hamlin, but it's also like now what happens with the league and are they pushing it back a week? They're not going to push it back a week. I don't think so. Games are going to be resumed yeah. this week, and it's a matter of what they do with the Cincinnati and the Bills games. That's not going to. There was talk that maybe they play tomorrow or mm-hmm. Thursday, or they push it back. So. We don't know what's going to happen with that. I'm sure the NFL right. is well, figuring those things out Well, they just came out with now. a statement. I don't think they're playing that game this week. They're not. So they may move on to their next opponent. They are. Both they're going teams to. Both teams move on to their next Cincinnati opponent. and the Bills will not play this week. They're not making a change to the schedule. Does that mean that they'll play a different? I, we don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. Yeah. 215-592-9494. I think you put it perfectly like where a lot of people just want to talk about it because it's it's therapy to to talk about it. So that's what we'll do. In addition to talking about the Eagles, yeah, as um, I don't believe, um, I I think it's very iffy if if Jalen Hurts plays this week. After speaking with Brandon Graham last night, after speaking with Howard last night, after Nick Sirianni kind of tiptoeing around the question of whether he's playing or not, I think the Eagles have downplayed the injury from the start. And while he may play this week, he's gonna, he's certainly not going to be a hundred percent. And very much, I, I don't think the Eagles know if he's going to be able to play this week. So we'll talk about it, yeah, as well um, with that. But um, and then the question well, becomes: I mean, coming off the heels of this, now we're, you're talking about player safety. So you know you're going to be even more cautious. Yeah. Than so before, I don't yeah. know if he's going to be out there at less than 100. percent I don't know that. Yep. And like you said, yeah, now like, you're going to be even that. more cautious. Yeah. All right. Uh oh. Uh, we have. <laughs> Was not intended to play Joe Joe Gilio. Let's get some uh, let's get some early reaction here. Joe and East Norton starts us out today. Joe, how are you, buddy? What's up? Hey, how you guys doing today? It's not not such a good day in the NFL. Uh, you know, anybody's a fan of football. You know, I was watching this game yesterday. Um, you know, I'm I know a lot of kids is traumatized me watching this game. You know, and you know it's so crazy because yesterday um, I posted something before you know the game was on. And then the game came on. I actually want to read it to you guys. I mean, you guys probably shocked too a little bit. But out of nowhere, I've never done this, post anything on media. But I, I just want to read it to you guys because, you know, I think this prayer was actually for him, you know, okay. because for this to happen, read it. It, it breaks my heart, man. I, I actually cried, in, you know, watching that because, you know, I'm, I'm a fan. Yep. Um, I said, Lord, protect the ones I love most. Lord, protect me from all harm. Protect my enemies. I love you, Lord. Thank you for a new year and always being by my side. Amen. Amen. Amen, you know, Joe. This hit, me, this hit me last night, you know, and I pray for his family, you know, Buffalo Bills, but not just for them guys, but every single player, you, 
everybody, man. You know, and this is this is this is hurting everybody. You know, this hit hard, and you know I can't even talk about it because it breaks my heart. You know, yeah. but I just want to put. The, I can't even talk about the Eagles game. You know, because this is more bigger than the game. You know, they it hurts, man. It hurts. Yeah, we feel you, Joe. Thank we you, appreciate Joe. it, man. Appreciate it. No, it does, man. I mean, listen, we're we're all sports fans, man, and. You know, um, social media um, last night is for all for all the um, down the the downsides to social media at times, particularly on Twitter at times. I thought last night, for the most part, um, it allowed for uh, a sports community to sort of come together and 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 band and and you know, wishing um, the Hamlin family and and Demar Hamlin. Um, Speedy recovery and really the, those Buffalo Bills players, man. I mean, watching them out there in that field. We, I, I've seen injuries, right? I've, I've seen injuries, man. I've, I've seen injuries. I'm, I'm, I am not. I, I know what it likes to be out. What it's like to be out there on the field and hear somebody scream uh, from a pain that they're experiencing at that time. Like I, I know what that's like, man. But watching those Buffalo Bills players react the way that they did when they got the reality of what was going on. And you you just knew that that wasn't good, man. To see players out there crying on the field and, and weeping the way that they were, man, you don't do that over, you know, um, players that's uh, twisted their knee or popped an Achilles. Or, or even like a compound fracture where you yeah. can see the bone. That's- and I've seen the compound fracture before. Like like players don't usually react the way you saw the Buffalo Bills and some of those Cincinnati Bengals players. They, that was – I've never seen anything like That was like sheer it. horror in their faces. Like they had just saw something down there firsthand that literally frightened them for his life. They're sitting there watching that, man. That's when I was like, oh, my God, this is not good. And we've seen Dennis Bird was paralyzed. We've seen Ryan Shazier, who mm-hmm. ended up walking again. But, like, that, that's that? – when you see these neck injuries, that's what you worry. You worry about, like, man, is is he going to be paralyzed? Is sure. he going to be okay? I've never thought about a guy whose heart stops. Right. I mean, and it, this isn't a heart attack. This isn't like where he had a heart defect, and at least I don't think. This mm-hmm. is cardiac arrest where – Again, we don't know all the details from a medical standpoint, but, but it seemed like it came from that blow. He's yes. he's, he's tackling T. Higgins, and he kind of the T. Higgins helmet kind of gets him in the chest, and he brings him down. But then he 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 gets up, and then you see him fall the way that he fell. Man, you're like, oh, dude, no, that that's not good. Nope. And like you said, the reaction was because you couldn't really see a lot of what was going on, mm-hmm. but the reaction was it was horrifying. Yeah, it really was. And then you and then you're I I. Ike, we, we we talk about this a lot on the air where I get up to use the bathroom in the middle of the night and my phone comes with me and I'm checking scores and I'm mm-hmm. doing whatever else. I'm laying in bed needing to get up to go to the bathroom and I don't want to check my phone because I'm afraid I'm going to see that the right. kid passed away. Right. And I do it anyway and it mm-hmm. actually was some encouraging signs like he's he is alive, he's in critical condition. But mm-hmm. like that's I was almost waiting in horror to hear. I'm with you, yeah. Hear that. And yeah. I'm so glad I haven't heard nah. that. Let's go to Sam and King of Prussia. Sam, how are you? What's up, man? Hey, guys. How you doing? Hi, Sam. What's up, Sam? Um, Ike, I really appreciate what you said um, earlier. Um, I was power of attorney for a uh, for a relative earlier this year, so um, it, uh, it took me back to a bit. Yeah. Uh, but I appreciate your thoughts 
um, and, and your words that you said. Um, so I actually turned it on, as bad luck would have it, literally at that play uh, last night. So that was the only play I saw the whole game. Um, and it was bad enough that my mother-in-law, who can't speak English, and my wife, who, you know, isn't, isn't into football, they both stopped and sat with me the whole time while it was going on. And they were asking me questions. They wanted to know what was going on because the second they saw that ambulance pull in, they knew something was wrong. The second Joe right. Buck said that CPR was being administered, I, I froze and my phone blew up from all my friends that were also watching the game. Um, for me, as a, as a, a former uh, wrestling person, um, my mind immediately went to the Owen Hart tragedy. Um, for those of you on the radio that, that don't know what happened, there was a stunt. A wrestler fell into the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, they chose to continue the show um, in the moment, and the wrestler turned out, unfortunately, to pass away. Um, and, you know, the WWF, WWE, whatever it was, was vilified for that, for, probably still to this day to a degree. I, I really do appreciate that the NFL, I felt like, got it right. Um, I really appreciate the Bills and the Bengals fans for everything, for the humanity they showed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when, when you have, uh, you know, beer and stuff flowing, you know, there, there are some reactions that might sure. happen. Sure, yeah. But it was, it was yep. classy, they were kind. And then you saw both fans um, do a vigil outside the hospital. It was just, it, it, it was nice to see, out of all the tragedy of it, um, that there was a level of humanity there, and and people were rallying around each other. Yeah, yeah, that was that that was great to see. You, you know, <laughs> Thank crazy you, thing is, and <laughs> you know, being from Cincinnati, I, sometimes they can have a bad reputation uh, for what the city is like or what have you. But that that was a great showing of solidarity and great humanity. Um, those Bengals fans going up there to the hospital. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Being out there with some of the Buffalo Bills fans together, you know, that was that was that was cool to see. That made me proud to be a Cincinnatian. And DeMar yeah. Hamlin's toy drive, which had like twenty five hundred oh bucks yes. or whatever. It's now I just looked, it's almost four and a half million. Man. For a toy drive? <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. lot of toys, yeah. man. Well, and, and you know what? It, it, you use the term perfect storm. Um, to explain the, the the hit the hit with with Demar last night. Well, also it, we we talk about these things happening, these injuries like the tour injury happening on a Thursday night. Whereas yeah. when he got injured that Sunday at one o'clock, it wasn't as big of a story. But when it's the only game on and everybody's watching, every player's watching, it's a it's a it's a huge story. Well, last night was one of those situations where the entire country is watching almost this football game, and so. I'm not surprised at the response that he's getting for Agreed. for his 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 charity event because that's how many people was locked in on. This and this last is this night. is how you show support yeah. to to the young man and yep. and what he was doing. But yeah, this was built as the the biggest Monday night football game in 25 years. Yeah, man, oh man, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Shout out to those former players last night, uh, Ryan Clark. 
Man, Ryan Clark uh, those guys great. did a great job last night, man. Even Troy and Joe. Like, like you know, Joe Buck isn't the most sentimental person in the world, but, you know, he found a way to, uh, I, I thought last night, sum it up um, best because he's sitting there trying to explain to us what's happening in real time there. Lisa Salter's like, they all, they all, I thought they did a great job uh, just – we, we, reacting in the moment and, and, and really making sure they capture the moment and explain and keep us all informed the way we needed to be informed last night. We'll give you the latest. We'll keep you updated on everything, including what the league's going to do about the game, et cetera. 215-592-9494. It's Mark's and Reese, your reaction to what happened last night. Elliot's going to join us at 3 o'clock. We'll segue into some Eagles talk as well, but more your reaction coming up next. Mark's and Reese on 94 WIP. It's hard uh, because, like you guys have said, this is a this is a human being, and all you can really think about is, you know, I hope I hope that guy is okay, mm-hmm. and that's all we were all hoping for was that that Demar Hamlin was going to get up and that he was going to get on in that ambulance, he was going to give us a thumbs up, and we were all going to know that he was okay. And 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 when that didn't happen, I think this entire stadium was just. Devastated. I mean, I mean, right now, all I can really think about is, is that player, his teammates, just seeing the agony on their faces, the concern on their faces. They're scared for him right now, and they should be. Yeah, I think everybody was. <sighs> We've seen guys taken off on on stretchers, on boards, with with limited movement, and then you're waiting for the update to say everything's okay. And last night, I it was the first time that I've ever been watching football to where I didn't know if we were going to get an update that he was going to be okay. Um, I mean, like you worry about guys getting paralyzed, having serious injuries, knee injuries, head injuries, the Tua stuff and and the prayer position that he was in was like, just watching that was disturbing. This last night was what, when Joe Buck said they're administering CPR on the field, I was like, huh? Like what happened? I, I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. So, um, he is in critical condition. The Bills released uh, released another statement, and he's he's still under sedation. He's not out of the woods. He's still in critical condition. He's in the intensive care unit uh, at the hospital in Cincinnati. All the players for the Bills have went home. They're not going to resume the game this week, so Week 18 is going to go on as, as it was originally scheduled, and we'll see what happens with this game if they end up playing it at some point or they don't. Yeah, I don't see how they play it. So now, I just don't know, unless you're talking about pushing back a playoff schedule and everything else, I just don't see how. Once they decided they're not going to play this week, I don't see how you play. I mean, if Kansas City wins Sunday, it's irrelevant. Right. So th- that's probably what they're waiting to see. If Kansas City wins, then Kansas City gets home field advantage. They have the better record over those over those teams, even though uh, Buffalo – um, would have had a chance to tie them, I believe, and they would have head had to head. the head-to-head advantage over. Well, both of those teams beat Kansas they City. They beat them. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, unfortunately, like, it, you know, it is unfortunate, but it, like, what are you going to do? You can't, you're not going to push back the playoffs an entire week because you have to play one game. One you game. have to resume one game. Right. So, yeah, it's unfortunate, but you know what? Like, sometimes bleep happens in life. Yeah. And you have to and you have to do what's best for everybody in the league. And if that means the team's not getting a shot at the number one seed, then that's what it's going to have to be. Yeah, and I'm sure Buffalo, because um, that's who it really impacts the most. Like Cincinnati is a loss behind those teams. But even if Cincinnati were to have won that game last night, 
you still need, need Kansas Chiefs City to lose. to lose. So now had Buffalo won the game last night and then win next week, then they would be the number one seed over Kansas City. So I, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Buffalo understands. Right. 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 Like I mean, it's their player that's down that that everyone's concerned about right now, and I just don't know where you fit a game in at an extra game in. I just don't know where you fit an extra game in. And you can't ask Cincinnati to play next week and then turn around and have to play a playoff game yeah, that, play, that weekend. Play on a Sunday, then play on a Tuesday, then play on a Sunday. Yeah, again. you can't do that. No, can't, you can't do that. Especially when we're talking about player safety. So that whole part comes yeah, into play. No, yeah, especially we, in Short this week. Yeah. And, and that, so, you know, I don't think they're going to wind up playing the game. I don't either. So, And then, it, I mean, it, 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 is it winning percentage at that point? Or I, I don't know what they can do. But but if Kansas City wins, they're 14-3. and three. I don't know how Buffalo would have a better winning percentage. They wouldn't. They so. wouldn't. No. Like, like you said, if Kansas City wins, then it was all, you know, pretty much about nothing anyway. Mm-hmm. 215-592-9494. Twitter questions brought to you by Marks Jewelers. If you're looking to get engaged, visit the home team with the best selection of diamond engagement rings to fit every budget online. Marks-Jewelers.com. Jack, were you watching the game live last night? I know, like, from from a lot of different perspectives, like, <laughs> I have friends that, that and I, maybe p- other people are affected by their fantasy football league, but there's, like, championship games that are going on that now it's like, now what do we do because we had players that are playing last night. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the big picture, that doesn't matter anything, but still. Um, are you watching last night live, or how yeah. did you get? Uh, yeah, I was watching live, and I, like, we were so conditioned as sports fans, like, oh, like they'll bring the the ambulance out stretcher and like they'll move on with the game. <laughs> and then Joe Buck came back with that, and it was it just it just like it floors you. It brings you right down. It brings you right in the moment. You see the play, like I've never seen players react like that. And yeah. I thought it was freaking insane as the night went on when apparently they were given five minutes to warm up and they were going to play again. And like shout out to Zach Taylor and and Sean and McDermott. Sean McDermott for coming. Really, to Sean McDermott. Yeah, because it's his players. Yes, yeah, his team. Yeah. Yeah, and, and just saying like. Being the adults in the room, like, in no, a sense, no. like we can't play, and you know, it was a really touching the way the, the the teams came together. Like they battled on the field where they're still attempting to knock each other out in a way, but then when that moment happens, it like humbles you all down and remembers like what the sport's all about. So yeah. it's it's awful, um, but you know, I was it was cool seeing everyone come together in a way. I got to be honest with you, I don't even know if when the players initially left the field. If they were just going in the locker room to collect themselves, or they had already decided they weren't playing, like I, I don't know that. Like, like we don't know that. It looked like Sean McDermott was trying to explain to the refs, like, yeah, we're not going to be able to get back out here right now. We need to go in. Let's go regroup. Yeah, and we need to go regroup yeah. and, and go indoors. Because well, Diggs gave that speech. Yes. Yeah, and all the players still turned around and were like, "Dude, we like." We no, can't. yeah, I know, but but that's how players are conditioned. And plenty of players have gone back and played. Yes. The sport after looking at a gruesome injury right there. But I think in that moment is when they also realize, like, nah, we're not going to be able to go back and play right here. Like, it's just, it's too emotional for a lot of the players out here. Because some players stayed back away from what was going on because players don't want to actually see the stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't be, well, I wouldn't want to watch what was going right, on. So, I, would, I would not be one of the people that was front row. So some players didn't have that sort of reaction. They're kind of getting word of mouth of what of what's going on. And then you sort of go, you say, okay, well, we need to regroup, man. We go in the locker room. Because the only thing I can think of, right, 
I remember when the 9-11 thing happened. And initially, they didn't cancel the games immediately, but right. we as players, we took votes. Like, and no one wanted to play. And this happened a day afterwards, right? So this didn't even happen on game day. But players, we had all, you know, uh, got with our NFL, uh, our rep, and Troy was our rep. Uh, Troy Vincent was our NFLPA union rep. And he's on a conference call with all the other reps around the league. And the players are basically saying, no, we don't want to play this week. Because people had to get the family members. You got to realize some players got family members in New York. And so that whole thing was going on. So they eventually, I don't know if it was later that day or the following day, they wind up canceling that week of football. And we came back the following week. And it was the right thing to do at the time. Yes. And and I know that somebody had gotten to Joe Buck and the players because they were – Joe Burrow was warming up. Like, he, he was throwing the football. Joe Buck announced on the broadcast that they were warming up to resume the game. I don't know if that came from the league. I don't know where that came from. Troy had said that that was never – Troy Vincent came out and said that was never put out there by the league. Mm-hmm. Regardless, like – there's no handbook for how to handle a situation when, sure. they, when it happens like that. So they ultimately made the right call, right? They went, well, the, they went into the locker rooms, and they figured out the right thing to do, which was not to resume the game. Well, think about this. Is there any other instances in recent memory where a player got injured and they canceled the game? No. Um, no. no, I know. That's so, what I'm saying. So somebody may have thought it was just standard operating procedure. Like, okay, right, let's go. Once they move him off the field, like we'll give you a few moments to warm up and then we'll reach because they hadn't got word from the league office yet of what to do. Um, thankfully, they didn't do any of that stuff. And and like you said, the coaches, they basically said, I, I, I think it was Sean McDermott that initiated a lot of this. And he seemed to have been informing the officials that, yeah, we're not going to be able to go right now. We're either going to need a few moments because, again, the game wasn't technically called off at this point. So they're going in the locker room not knowing what the hell is going on, but all they care about is their teammate. That's all the Buffalo Bills players care about is their teammate. And so I think Cincinnati, even though they were the, the opposing team, like their mindset may have been a little different. Right in the actual, because you know this guy. This, this this is a guy who's with them, so they certainly are more impacted by it than the Bengals were. But Zach Taylor quickly came across the field. And was like, coach, whatever you want to do, man. Like, yeah. yeah, we we can all leave off the field. We're we're in we're unified. Whatever you want to do, this is what we're go ahead and do. And they made the made the right decision, yes. obviously. Yep. All right, let's go to Ike in Southwest Philly. Ike, how you been, buddy? Happy New Year. Yeah, happy new to both of y'all, man. How you doing? What's up, Mike? Hey, man, I just first thing first tell you, man, I appreciate y'all opening. Seriously. You know what I'm saying? Y'all just like everybody else handle this very professionally, very humanely. You know what I'm saying? And let's be honest, can't take that for granted these days. So just wanted to just wanted to just wanted to give y'all a shout out on that. But um but I I just think like the whole thing with with having to the brother, first thing first, hope he get well. Hope he he survives and he gets well and it's pray for him and his family because that's very traumatic. And I was standing there thinking like, how how can they come back and play? Not even last night, but this week. You know what I mean? Mentally, you know I I seen on Twitter that uh that uh Miles was hanging out with him because they cool from yeah. being in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And then I seen um Tomlin saying that he close with him. He knew and, him when he was and, a kid. Yeah. Sure. 
Yeah, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people spread out through the league was teammates back at Pitt and stuff yeah. like that. And it just it just make you think like, dang, how you how you can go back out there? I mean, I know it's your job and everything, but when you see some of that, it make you think like some of these dudes, they might retire after this year after seeing the tour stuff. And and that's real because think about the linebacker uh Patrick Willis. He was he was yeah. great. And he retired early. And you cannot knock these people for that because, like, I know you know better than I do or any of us know, like, that these injuries that we, we take for granted, mm-hmm. like this, that, and the third, some of these people can't walk. Yeah. Some people with deformities and stuff like that. And yeah. we don't we don't see that. You know what I mean? Quality of life is important. So I just always try to think of, like, the humanity part of it, man. And I, I just I just pray for not just him and his family, but all these dudes that put their life on the line. Because that's real. They actually really, y'all actually really putting your life on line. So I just wanted to say that, and man, respect. No, you know I, I, no I appreciate that, appreciate Ike. I, thank you, brother. And and I think that's what happens when we see something like last night, even, even with the tour injury. Like, that shook me. Because I've seen guys get concussed. i never seen anybody lock up the way Tua locked up in that injury. Didn't watch even Nick Foles Sunday. Yeah, that was like Like, that, that stuff bad. is, man, I'm telling you. <laughs> it, it, part of me says, boy, you was a damn fool being out there running around doing what you did. But you know what? When you don't have or you feel you don't have options, this is your best option to support your family. To support not just your immediate family, your extended family. Like when you're the guy. Your when, grandchildren. Yeah, your when, you're, when you're the guy, when you're the guy that everybody relies on, that's how these guys go back out there because other people are dependent on them. So yep. when you're the one that gets the lottery ticket and makes it to the NFL, because believe me, I'm nowhere near the most athletic guy that I grew up with. I was fortunate. Some dead, some in jail. So just because you're athletic doesn't guarantee you anything. So I was fortunate. Good people around you, right? And then you take advantage of opportunities. But when people ask how and why, it's for our loved ones. It's, it's so that they can take care of their kids, their nephews, their nieces. They're sending a, they're sending a niece to college. They're paying the college fund for this, for this sibling's child, that sibling's child. That's why they're doing it. The majority of them, sure, they like the little trinkets and the gifts and the, and the, and the celebrity and stardom that comes along with being an NFL player. But ultimately, they're doing it to provide for others. That's why they go out there injured, banged up, playing playing with, with, with sore ribs and, and, and taking shots to go to get back out there on the field. Because they're saying, you know what? I'll sacrifice a couple years of quality of life for someone else to have a better quality of life. That's what these players are doing. Yeah. The majority of these players don't come from affluent backgrounds and household, two-parent households where all the kids go to college and this and that and the other. Most of us only going to college because we got a scholarship. Mm. Mm. Yep. Because somebody else paid for it. So, and when you're fortunate enough and good enough to make it out as an athlete, a pro athlete, you only got a small window. Herm Edwards said something so important. He said, playing football just gives you an opportunity. It's not a career. It's an opportunity. What type of career only lasts four years? 
That's not a career. That means you had an opportunity to play for four years. Yeah. If you were lucky, that's the average career, and it's less than four years for players. So a guy like DeMar Hamlin, a six-round draft pick out of Pitt, who is hasn't even really scratched the surface in this league yet, man. You, you, you really feel bad because you're like, man, this kid had a bright future and, and was going to do some positive things for his family moving forward. And you wonder now all that being in peril and then his family being at the hospital with him, man, wondering if they're going to ever even get to hug him again and say hello yeah. and have him say hello back to them. Like that's the stuff that makes you it, – it, 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 it puts things in perspective for you. Yeah, you, you said it at the start of the show where where you last night were putting yourselves in the shoes of the parents and the player and mm-hmm. the teammates and everybody else. Like you were, you were. They, they, that's only natural to do. And you're doing the same thing if you're a parent and you have kids to where imagine being mom, dad, brother, sister in the stands and seeing that and then what. what it, it's who it, it's Demar down, right? Admit, like, and then you're having to go down to the seat, go down, and now you're getting in the ambulance. You don't know if he's ever going to wake up. You don't know if he's going to live that ambulance ride. And you don't go to a football game expecting no man that to happen. No, I saw a bunch of pictures pregame uh, online from them and the, right. uh, some social media mm-hmm. videos or whatever, and you just it breaks your heart. The good thing is there is some positive news, and we're hoping that um it keeps getting positive. Yeah, and it keeps yeah. getting more positive. Yep. Lisa in Bristol is an ICU nurse. Lisa, how are you? What's going on? Hey, guys. How are you doing? Happy New Year. Hi, Lisa. Hey, you Lisa. too. Uh, I'm all right. You know, I settled down to watch that game last night. I was obviously excited because of the stakes in it. But, you know, when that happened, it just brought me, like, right back to work. And, you know, my clinical brain kicked right in, kind of thinking about what could be happening. Mm-hmm. But uh, the really big thing that I was thinking about, and obviously, Demar Hamlin and my Thoughts and prayers are obviously with him right now, but thinking about what that means for his teammates. And when I heard that CPR was being performed, that's who I thought of. And, you know, CPR is traumatic and it is can be horrific to watch. And there's a reason why we always, in, you know, I see you ask families if they'd like to step out or we advise them to step out because it's not like it is in the movies. It's really ugly. And uh, these guys, rallied around and watched the guy some of them you know had to turn away and couldn't watch but you know seeing your brother down there like that getting that life-saving treatment performed on him i can't even imagine what was going through their heads and how horrible they must have felt and yeah. you know the helplessness of it all because you're you know you're standing there watching that's your brother and uh i'm yeah. so glad his mom was there and i'm so glad that she was able to get down to the you know get down to the ambulance and ride with him that's all probably she wanted to do was be with her baby and i can't imagine how you know organizing a flight to get out of there and that's the first thing you think how am i going to get to my baby and he's 24 years old but that's still your baby you know of course so you know i i just can't stop thinking about you know what those guys must be experiencing and it's called trauma for a reason it's traumatic for not just the person involved but everyone around them and uh i can't stop thinking about this poor kid i was up all night horrible well lisa i know uh with, with your job you um man you you um you carry a heavy heart on a daily basis uh, having to see some of the things you have to see and some of the patients that you come across and some of the state that they that they may be in. So, um, yeah, we, Thank you. Someone, <laughs> someone's talking about me being a hero and, and, and putting my life on the line. I've, I've always felt that our, uh, whether it's first responders, people that's in your position, our medical experts, those are, those are the true heroes because you guys are out there truly saving lives. 
and he was so lucky that he was so close to a level one trauma center because those yep. doctors and nurses in that trauma bay, they're absolute rock stars and they know exactly what to do. So I'm so happy that happened. I mean, I'm so happy that he had the care available to him that he needed at that moment. It's okay. the best, only thing that, you know, gives you hope in that scenario. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Lisa. Nice to talk no to you. No problem. Thank you, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was. Yeah, my my wife will will be. Yeah, she'll be laying there on her phone or whatever when I have the game on. She's not necessarily paying much attention to it, and then that happens. And now, you know, now. Oh yeah. Now it's like, oh my god, like, oh, yeah. like has this ever happened before? And and you know, same thing. I was yeah. the only one watching the game in the house, but after thirty minutes of that, everybody is uh, yep. now, now everybody's locked in on what's going on. Yep. I, I've turned it on every TV in the house now. Because at first, I was the only one watching the game in the house. And then I was, like, I, I, I literally didn't even try to go to bed until I was sure. Like, I'm like, I'm not getting any more information. There's not another oh, update. Yeah. I went to every website. Mm-hmm. I searched every website on the the World Wide Web. Like, yep. And then I woke up to a good, to good news uh, when I when I went to Pro Football Talk at 3 o'clock in the morning or so. But it was. Um, and Sean McDermott shows no emotion. And he, he was holding back tears on the field. You could see it in as his face. he's kneeling and praying with his players. Like you, he, you, you could just see it, man. You could just see it. You could just see it. I haven't known this dude since 1999, 2000. He doesn't show emotion. You just rarely see emotion out of him. And and you to, could see it to see how concerned he was. That concerned look on his face, man. And and that's what but the, the reactions made it real to where those yeah. guys were like, oh, I'm like, is is he gonna die? Yeah, that was the indicator to all of us how serious. In nature, this was. Man. 215-592-9494. All right, we'll continue to take your reaction. 215-592-9494. But Elliot joins us coming up next. His thoughts on this, but also we're going to work some Eagles in as well because um, I don't know if Jalen Hurts is going to play this week. We'll play some sound from Brandon Graham from his show last night, uh, and we'll get into the Eagles as well coming up next hour. Marks and Reese, 94 WIP. Hey, listen, um, cold weather. It, it's actually pretty nice out today as far as the temperature, but you know what happens. Cold weather comes in. You're walking past that window that you know needs replacing, and you feel a big draft of cold air. So you know what's happening. All the, the heat that you pay money to make your house warm, it's going right out, right out that window. It's going out your doors. If you have inefficient windows and doors, there's never been a better time than now to make your home more energy efficient and comfortable, and you're taking advantage of Guida's big winter sales event because my good friends at Guida Door and Window are extending their big winter sale through the month of January by offering 40% off every window and door that you buy. And I talk about Guida 12 months out of a year. This is the best discounts you're going to get all year long. So 40% off each expertly installed energy efficient replacement window, which also includes free high-performance low-E glass. And if you need a new door, Excellent. You'll receive 40% off any door that includes insulated entry doors, sliding patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. And you can also take advantage of Guida's interest-free financing or their low monthly payment plans to help get your project started with no money out of pocket. But this is for a limited time only, so you must act quickly. If your home needs new windows and doors, then call the experts at Guida today to schedule a free in-home estimate. 877-GO-GUIDA. That's 877-GO-GUIDA, or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A, dot com.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.